Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel Proclamation comes from Philippians chapter 2. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not account equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. This is the text for our theme for this Confirmation Sunday. Christ is in you. Now, the first thing we might all be focused on today is, what were you thinking? I can just imagine as this week ended, you were instructed, dressed up, and now you are center stage. I know, some of you love this. All the attention, all the parties with the gifts. For you, this was a reward for hard work accomplished. Some of you no doubt despise this. Having to read your papers last night, all the attention, the white robes, the corsages, and a word, too much. What we're all thinking, whether it's nerve-wracking or attention-seeking, regardless, it's a big day. Not only for you and your families, but for the whole church and school too. We are celebrating this day with you as the sum of our efforts for the sake of our Savior Jesus and confirming that in you. Now, maybe you have some thoughts to that effect too. Hey, I'm becoming an adult in the church. That means I get to tell pastor what to do. Okay, let's not get crazy. But I do so look forward to working with you and the glorious future we have to look forward to at faith. As you grow and become future leaders of our humble spiritual abode. The next thing we should focus on is what should we be thinking? Well, our lesson in the letter to the Church of Philippi tells us exactly that. First, we are to think in Christ. That means everything we have been teaching you from the Catechism for the last three years and technically the last 11 years if you have attended the school that long. Everything biblical, catechetical, and confessional. Every lesson in Sunday school, confirmation, youth group, religion, and chapels all leading to this moment when you will say today, this I believe, and will die rather than forsake it. Trust me, whatever Jesus wanted you to know leading up to this day, we covered it for you. But it is also to act like Christ wants us to as well. Knowledge is not enough. Action is the lifeblood of the church and community we serve together. Again, we took great pains to make sure you acted and behaved in accordance with God's word. Every school day activity, every chapel, 
Every youth activity, Sunday school openings and classes, all done as examples of how we are to lead our lives both on and off campus. Conducting ourselves with integrity, speaking honestly, and taking responsibility for our actions in all things. Sometimes that meant the embarrassing and public confession of our sins always seeking to proclaim our faith as sinners forgiven rather than self-righteous wannabes. Praying the prayer Jesus taught us to pray, acknowledging our faith in the creeds. How well we all know what's coming next when I say, Christian, what do you believe? Or taught by our Lord Jesus and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Or, I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son. The prompt is given, and you, the congregation, start speaking. It's in your heart, it's in your mind, and it will be there to comfort you even when we are far from you. In 8th grade religion, how many times did you participate in lesson planning by using Robert's Rules of Order to pick your memory verse? The implication being, one day, you will join the ranks of adult meetings and have a firm grasp on how the church conducts meetings in a way that is truly equitable and everyone has an equal opportunity to participate and have their voice heard as members of the body of Christ. Yes, we have indeed exhausted every resource the church and school have for you to form the good habit of faith every day. But Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, doesn't want your faith to just sit in the pew today. He wants action. Now, when Scripture calls for action, it's prudent that we ask ourselves what does Scripture want us to act upon. Your papers that you read last night are just the beginning and barely scratches the surface of what you will do over your lifetime of faith. You will become participants in our community, tasked with your job to the best you can do with the gifts God has already given you. Whether it's to become a nurse, firefighter, or police officer, paramedic, doctor, or engineer, electrician, plumber, or business owner, or any other vocation, you are called by God to do this job as though you are doing it for God himself. Because you are. He put you in his creation to maintain it faithfully for his sake. Now, some of you will become Lutheran school teachers, directors of Christian education, directors of Christian outreach, deaconesses, and even pastors. You likewise are firmly grounded here at faith in the foundation you needed to follow your call to come alongside us and serve in church work where you are desperately needed to minister, not more importantly, but more directly to the mission of God through the church. And I can see all those gifts in every one of you. Braden, in your steadfastness and passion for serving a church every chance you get, faithfully coming with your grandparents and parents always enthusiastically, the athletic ability aside, you remind me so much of me when I was your age in church. Reagan, 
your compassion and service to your fellow classmates and teammates coming out when you saw your opportunity to help and lead. You automatically did it with no expectation of reward or recognition. Kayla, your ability to focus on the task that lay in front of you, your participation, never disruptive and always constructive. You excelled in matter-of-factly searching God's word and finding the deeper meaning of his grace when no other participant could. Andy, with the patience of a saint working with your fellow schoolmates, teammates, and confirmation classmates, you were flexible and malleable so everyone could participate and be a part of everything you worked on. And Addison. Mr. Yerk and I have identified you as the best candidate to become a director of Christian education that we have ever seen since we've been a unit ministry team. Spiritual and intellectual, you're the whole package we are looking for in future full-time church workers. These expectations are high for you confirmants. And no doubt these expectations seem like a tall order to you. Fear not. For everything you do, ironically, depends little on you. Yes, I know I see Christ in each and every one of you. But that's not because you are Christ-like in and of yourselves. Rather, it is because Christ is working through you and doing everything we see as commendable too. That is what we are confirming today. Through the waters of holy baptism, Christ was brought down from his glorious heights in the heavens and made his dwelling in you. And today, you, that is Christ in you, will make that confession through you that Jesus is Lord and Savior to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.